0: What?
1: I am so excited to be back on the air today. It is Stephanie Hansen. You are listening to The Weekly Dish. We are live at Southern Lights, Making Strides for Breast Cancer. It is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And our hosts, Lisa and Craig, who own Southern Lights with their family, are are just near and dear to my heart. Um, both Lisa and I have had breast cancer and recovered. So we are here with Bradley Trainer. Sorry, I just scared him because I <laughs> shouted his name. No,
2: I'm not used to being this alert. Oh, on Saturday I know. Morning. And
1: that you, I mean, that you're filling in for Smarch and had to drive to Burnsville to be with me live oh, in please. person is excellent.
2: I mean, I, I was telling Paul, uh, producer Paul, that Paul Black is uh, here Paul today Black, too. That uh, I used to live right down the street. So this is my old neighborhood.
1: Oh, okay. Like for four so, years
2: in my early 20s. I lived right off of Did um, you go 13. to El Loro? <laughs> no, actually. You know, it's odd, because I think when I lived here, I was like, I have to always be in the cities.
1: Oh, so you were always lived... moving yeah. west. Exactly. Or north, north I guess. North, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up in Bloomington. You'd think mm, I would know this is southern. But
2: <laughs> There's a bridge in between us. I
1: there think. really is. And that is a very big bridge that used to flood all the time. Oh, oh yeah. Remember Dred yeah. Scott and the okay this is all bloomington lore but we are very excited to be here out at southern lights just to give you an idea they are having their tent sale so if you need lighting
2: it's huge the tent sale is as big as a store
1: and i wish you could see the lights that um bradley is right by because they're kind of these long flowy disco lights that are chrome and bronze. They're really cool looking. I love it. Um, So we have the tent sale. There's also coffee. There's food. There's a food truck. There is all kinds of auction items because we are making uh, Strides Towards Breast Cancer Cure. And we are here with the American Cancer Society. They've got this giant pink puffy chair you can bounce in. It's all great. Stephanie will be back with us next week at the cookbook swap. Can we just talk oh about that God, for a second? Oh, my God. I'm so
2: excited.
1: Okay. If you don't know or you're a new listener, A, thank you. B, share this news. The news is we are having, again, a cookbook swap. It is going to be at Malcolm Yards. It's going to be from 12 to 2 next weekend. And what it is is the ticket is 15 bucks, And all every 100% of this goes to charity right so for that 15 bucks I think you get um, you get I think a drink a welcome drink and then you come in and you bring as many cookbooks as you want to get rid of okay each for each cookbook you get a ticket now let's say you bring 30 books you don't have to bring 30 books home but you could depending on how excited you are let's say you bring one book and you really are committed about five and you need five new ones it's pretty loosey-goosey there are so many books People tend to just bring lots. There are not just old books, but there are old books. There's relics, like where grandma's recipe card is tucked inside, and some of those are the ones that Stephanie and I treasure. But there's also like Jamie Oliver, Ina Garten, The Joy of Cooking. You cannot believe the cookbooks that people get rid of. There's great ones. Is
2: it just like a big pile, and you're digging through it, or how's it laid out? We
1: categorize it. in. We try to categorize it because it kind of comes in fast and furious, but genre, celebrity chefs. Uh, Diet books, because there are a lot of diet books. That Imagine that people want to get rid of the South Beach cookbook. I don't know. (laughs) I still have mine. But Whole30, what? You're not Whole30 anymore, Keto. All of those are there. And then um, there's like older kind of a vintage section. And then like Italian, ethnic. I mean, at some point we were just like ethnic cookbooks. If it's not looking like something we recognize, put it in the ethnic category.
2: Jamie's out of town next weekend. Nobody tell him I am coming because truth be told i'm a i'm a cookbook hoarder oh me too and so i'm gonna bring all of my uh the cookbooks that i'm not actually using because i know we all have a few that we're like oh no i'm totally gonna sit down and i haven't touched it since i bought it yes um and then hopefully pick up a few things we won't tell them that part
1: and like just like some of the books and we've done this now every year except for covid like i got a lot of books last year that i have looked through now yeah but i'm ready to like you know i don't need to make donuts every day they can go to their next home and we can just have donuts i don't have to have that cookbook
2: oh my god i cannot wait and so it's 15 bucks and yep a-
1: and you can get tickets uh online on the weekly dish facebook page there's a link on malcolm yards there's a link um and i will post a link again on stephanie's dish again and you could just show up too. like it's not a big deal we yeah. have room for 150 people we have a ton of room. how many years have you been doing this you know, probably like pre-pandemic, this is probably our fifth.
2: And a, I, I all can't. the
1: extra books go to the St. Paul College. Oh
2: my God, I love it. It's you may perfect. or may
1: not know that St. Paul College Culinary don't School... Don't be bringing
2: this oh, book, though. No,
1: we already... Stephanie's going to already bring one of Stephanie my cookbooks. Hansen's True North cookbook. She's going to hide it. And she's going to be like, oh, I don't know who would want to get rid of your <laughs> book. Because I already said, if my book is in the pile, I will cry. So, yeah, I don't know how, but Stephanie will find a way to be that girl
2: and make <laughs> me feel bad at my
1: own cookbook swap. Like, she oh,
2: look what we just found in the yeah, pile. totally. And then it's, like, personally addressed to, to Stephanie, Stephanie March.
1: March. Yeah, yeah, it'll totally be like that. Exactly, Bradley. Now, Steph is in Colorado at our friend Stephanie Meyer's son's Nathan's wedding. Congratulations, Nathan. Um, Steph's been on the show with Fresh Tart and her Healing Green Broth. But we are live at Southern Lights today. And Bradley, I was on a van trip for two weeks yes. in a space. I just, and maybe it was three feet long by one foot wide okay. was the walking space I'm getting claustrophobic in, in the van. listening to you. Me, Kurt, and my gigantic dog, Stanley. And we went from Ely to Grand Marais to oh Duluth to... Um, uh, door County to Bayfield to Lake Michigan. Oh my
2: God. Like at the most perfect time of the year,
1: except this is the funniest part. Cause this is why I scheduled it when I did. Okay. Cause I thought I've never been on the superior shore like that. Yeah. I've never been to Lake Michigan. The leaves are late. So literally oh, the no. first like colored leaf I saw was at Saint Croix Falls, Wisconsin. Oh God! Coming home no. on a Monday morning from a two-week trip.
2: So you're just like doo doo doo. And it was thanks leave. Yeah,
1: it was great. <laughs> we had like one warm day and then no. fifty-two cold, rainy, horrible, windy days. But it was still a great. But I bet trip. you
2: ate some amazing food because there's so many good places along the way.
1: Well, some.
2: Oh, okay. We Never cook. Mind.
1: <laughs> we cook in the van. Yeah. I brought, like, Recipes out of your notebook. Yes. I actually... We did cook one. Um, my husband cooked his famous uh, sausage, cream, red pepper, onion, and garlic pasta. Okay.
2: Now and I that was delicious.
1: That. And we made... Oh, I made a curry one night
2: at the campfire. Oh, God. <laughs> like, but it had are, to be beautiful, regardless it of was, the leaves.
1: It was. And it was All really fun. clean air. Yes. Clean air. And just... It was fun to be on that trip with my husband both of us kind of in celebration of our books very humbling oh that's right i forgot he you both had just yes. like a banner year he has the baron's book which is still for sale you can find it anywhere you get your books or they can order it or you can get it online so we'd go to these bookstores and we're like, hi, um, we're traveling book people. And we'd hold up our book and they'd look at us like we were crazy. And then they'd look us up in their computer and like, mm, okay, they have legitimate publishers. Like, all right, yeah. let me take a look at the book. And then they'd see how many we sold. And like some of them would get so excited about Kurt, which was awesome. Because yeah. it's a very different thing to be a fiction writer. Oh, sure. It is so hard. And I just was so happy. Especially
2: with a regional, you know, a regional connection.
1: I was so happy he got like some love and the light was shining on him sometimes. Because, you know, it is hard to get light when I'm hogging at all. Yeah. Let's be honest.
2: You don't do that. No,
1: not a light hog. And then there were other, like, one place I tried to give the guy my book and he was like, no, thank you. But Kurt, like, so that was pretty cool that we both had equal parts. And then there were And you got some humility. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I got some i got some what'd you do
2: with it that's the question i'm still
1: holding on to it just in case i need it for later because i know it's coming again
2: it's okay we all do
1: yeah so back from the van trip back uh on the air super excited going to the bloody mary festival today so if you're there and you want to get a book i will be there with my daughter ellie it's in union depot and it is sold out but there's like 2500 people that are coming so if you are one of those people i will see you there and in the meantime, making strides for breast cancer out at Southern Lights. Bradley Trainer is here. And, you know, you don't you talk about food a little bit on the air. You guys yeah. do your cheat day Friday. Yeah. But what people probably maybe do or don't know unless they follow you on the gram. Is you're a big foodie.
2: Oh, I, I am all about the food. Food it, is a, a language.
1: I mean, yes. A and I, la- well, a
2: foreign language for some, but for me, a second language.
1: I just, I Stephanie was like, Well, oh, I'm going to be gone. I'm like, I'm going to call Bradley. He's the best.
2: I'm so grateful you did because it's always such a huge treat. I think I've filled in a couple other times. Um, I don't know that you and I, I've, I, I know I filled in, I got to fill in with um, Stephanie March at the fair last year. And I don't know if you and I have, have I filled in with you before. I that think might once, be a first, once or, or twice. Once. Okay, but it's always a huge treat because we get to talk about all the things that I don't get to talk about during the week. Yes, all the food that we get to make and eat.
1: And that is why I'm having so you, thank you, and I'm thank so excited. You. Yes. All right. So when we come back, I'm gonna try to corral Lisa Moats. She is one of the owners of Southern Lights, so she can just give us the 411 on what they have happening out here today. Uh, we're gonna talk about Croctober because it is Croctober. Oh,
2: I'm so excited.
1: We're gonna talk about who some, gets
2: excited. We do.
1: Yes. About Crocktober, please. And we're going to talk about apple butter, apple butter, apple butter, and kefir cheese. Yes. Come on. Oh, you're going
2: to get real excited. Oh, I you know <laughs> I am.
1: I'm always excited, and I hope you are too. It's the weekly dish presented by our friend at Maker's Mark, Hornitos, and Knob Creek. I'm going to be doing a Knob Creek Boulevardier this week. So look for that. We'll be right back. We are live on remote at Southern Lights. And Southern Lights is a lighting store in Burnsville, and it's right off of Highway 13 and 35. And make sure you Google, because there is a little construction today, so I want you to be able to get here. There's a huge tent sale. There's food trucks. There's a giant auction, all for making strides for breast cancer. And Lisa, we were just talking about that I think when you and I first met, it was when I was just coming out of breast cancer treatment.
3: Good morning. And yes, it might have been, I think you were in treatment
1: still. Okay. Cause we were talking about, uh, the whole journey. I will be 12 years out in February on the 17th. And finally, um, I have no more treatment on the horizon that I'm aware of, but Yay. stuff comes up. You know, I am involved in a study, a long-term mm-hmm. health study, because so many of us that have breast cancer all the treatments you know have been really advanced in the last 20 years they've made huge strides however you still have ramifications sometimes from I'm those sure. treatments that we need to study some of us that have been survivors longer right to just help make advancements and we're still going for a cure it's hard to believe that we haven't found one yet isn't it
3: it is hard to believe and I thinking back at my journey I'll be four years since diagnosis next month and Uh, five or four years clear in May. Mm -hmm. That was my surgery date. And um, even looking back the last four years, a lot has changed since then. I do have a pretty close friend going through the same. I was her two positive. Yep. And just seeing the changes in four years are significant.
1: Yeah, I was her two positive too. Um, That's right. So we were very similar. I was stage three. Me too. Okay. So, and where we were in common, I think, was we were both relatively healthy right we were fit people um you wouldn't have looked at us and think like "Oh, these are people that eat crappy food or and my doctor said to me she said you can get breast cancer from bad genes a bad environment or a combination right you just don't know and one in eight women will get breast cancer and it's this very esoteric thing until it happens to you and then all of a sudden it's very personal it's you realize how many people around you have had it you realize that you can survive it but it's challenging at times very i wanted to ask you in particular because i came in today and you have extremely short hair i do and you are you were a dancer in your growing up life you're a very beautiful woman why having such very short hair still today because to me hair is such a representation of the breast cancer journey for lots of women. Right.
3: Sure. Well, I will tell you my hair story is that I've never been a hair person. I got the bad hair gene from my <laughs> mom's side of the family. I have baby fine hair. Just wispy, nothing there. Mm-hmm. So as a kid, I had to wear my hair short. My mom actually talked me into perming my hair in second grade. I looked like my grandma. <laughs> uh, but anyway, hair was was so never, hair was never part of my deal. It was never that important to me. i didn't, never spent time on it. And like I mentioned to you a few minutes ago, I spent a lot of money when I first started uh, chemo, bought an expensive wig, and no one even ever saw it. My daughter saw it never wore it never put it on me too um i liked the hats i was in treatment in the winter months so it was really easy to wear cute hats and i did and men know how cold your head gets yeah like oh, yeah.
2: as someone who i had
3: no idea as a
2: few areas yeah. on the top of my head that get colder than others this yeah, time right? of year. yeah
3: but i um it was probably um in between chemo and surgery i was here one day and had one of my hats on and one of my coworkers said, "Hey, let me, is your hair coming back?" Yeah, it is. Let me see. And I took my hat off and I had my stubble. And she's like, "Oh my gosh, don't wear your hats anymore." And she's a fashionista, and I trusted her. Yeah. And I just never went back. And pretty much everybody in my surrounding life and family said, "Don't grow your hair out again. It looks way better." minimal
1: yeah you're a very beautiful woman and I just I think hair is so when I see someone out and about I see a lady that's bald or I see a lady with a cap on I have to literally refrain like I have to restrain myself from going over and like grabbing her hand or just wanting to say something to her because not everybody is as out there about their journey as i was mm-hmm. yeah but i just feel like in my heart it is going pitter pat with kinship of just right. oh i just want to tell them like you can do this because right. it is such a personal journey for your family everybody's different right. why is making strides for breast cancer still today is so important to you like why are we here your your entire beautiful lighting store is full of pink things you've got the silent auction going alexis is here uh, auctioning off some of the items she's made
3: Well, it's something we kind of already touched on. Um, Reflecting back to your own diagnosis and and getting through it, you realize how really important those research dollars are, and that there's a lot of things you can contribute to. Like you guys know, on the station, there's so many causes. And actually, our very first breast cancer event, we actually have a picture back at my desk, was like a month after I got, or before, I'm sorry, I got diagnosed so i look at myself in that picture and go wow you know my tumor was there in that Mm -hmm. picture yeah and um so and then going through my year after that it just it it, it's very important to us as the southern lights and moats family and the station too has been an important part of our business and growth and it's just a team effort for us
2: and i think it's important probably when you have that personal connection and you've you know you're on this journey yourself and the importance of then turning around and sharing that story but so many other people to your point will be on that journey who probably don't even realize it yet and so um, you know it behooves all of us to sort of be aware and and try to do you know the best that we can to learn more about it because Like you said, when you you first have it, you realize how many other people have had the experience too. It's so much more prevalent than we're willing to talk about, which is why something like this is so important to get the awareness out.
1: And I just had coffee with someone, I don't know, this spring that had just been diagnosed that called me completely out of the blue, found me on Instagram and said, hey, would you mind just having coffee? I'm really scared. I was Mm. like, yeah, I'll have coffee with you. You know because sometimes you just need to talk to someone that's been through it right other times you're the kind of person that maybe doesn't want to know what lays ahead you know everybody's got their own way of going about it I just I'm happy to be here I'm happy to see you doing so well thank you I'm happy to shine the light for others that it is it is a challenging journey but for for many of us you can get through it you can survive you can have recovery And also there is a lot being done with metastatic breast cancer for those of you that are stage four that are still in the journey, because I think sometimes they feel left behind. Right. Because you can people can live anywhere from, you know, three to 15 years with this treatments that we've advanced. And I just want you to know that we're thinking about you, too, because sometimes we get all caught up in in the healing and the surviving and. Breast cancer stays in your life forever. It does. People want you to just be better and they don't want to talk about it at some point. But thank you for what you're doing. I appreciate it. And Thanks for being here. Absolutely. Come on down. Southern Lights. We'll be right back. We're going to get right back into the foodie talk and talk about Croctober because it is October. Breast Cancer Awareness Month and Croctober. Welcome back to the Weekly Dish. We are live out at Southern Lights going to lighten it up a little bit the whole breast cancer journey can be really challenging for women and men too i met someone just recently that was a man that had breast cancer that was on the jason show that was just finishing up his treatment um but if you would like to shop for lights because a why wouldn't you lighting is amazing It's great lighting.
2: We all look fabulous this morning. And it's
1: one of those weird things that until you get a good light in your home, you don't realize necessarily what bad lights you had. I'm sort of suffering right now with some bad lighting in my office and I need to change it up. Well,
2: you're in the right place. Yeah,
1: because I feel like I'm working in a cave. Um, All right. So Crocktober is my favorite time of year it's breast cancer awareness month but it's also Croctober! Croctober! Pew pew! and like people do you throw
2: instant pot in there at all yes can you use Bradley, your pot? Okay. and that was
1: i was just gonna say <laughs> we are reading my mind because many people that have an instant pot maybe don't realize it is also a slow cooker yeah and some people that have their instant pots have ditched their crocks because they oh, no. can do it all oh, in no. the instant pot oh no is right yeah like i still
2: there's nothing like uh an, a crock pot I mean, an Instant Pot is great for many things. I don't think it slow cooks the same. It
1: doesn't. I as think a it's crock hotter. Pot
2: does yeah, I agree.
1: I, I think it's hotter, and I don't think the heat is uh, the same as the ceramic bowl of the crock pot. Yeah. Um, I have been posting recipes every single day for Crocktober, and I'm trying to vary it up because it's the obvious like soups and stews and those kind of things. And I'm also one of those people like. I'm not going to make a cheesecake in my Instant Pot. Nope. I'm just not.
2: Yeah, when somebody comes up with something that's like 50 steps in, and you're like, I could just make a cheesecake. Yes, in my oven. And it would be oven. easier <laughs> in my oven.
1: And I wouldn't need a special. Yeah. So when I say how much I love my Instant Pot, and I do, and my Crock-Pot, and I do, I'm pretty basic. Like, I don't get all crazy town. Yeah. Though, I am going to put up a recipe that I've been working on for chicken pot pie, where you make the dumplings on top in the crock.
2: Oh, and it works? It does work. Okay. And
1: all the recipes that you see online are those Pillsbury sure. biscuits, which no offense, but yeah. I don't want to eat that. Yeah. No. So I'm gonna make my own biscuits that I'm gonna put on there. Well, because
2: again, it's like don't overcomplicate it. Biscuits are not hard.
1: No, they're flour, yeah. bread, salt, and butter. Yeah. And a little buttermilk. Yeah. So that can cook just like a yeah. cracking open and peeling off <laughs> yeah. the thing um one of the recipes that i have that i put up that i'm crazy about is a crock pot buffalo chicken chili Ooh. so i love buffalo yeah and buffalo wings and i love a buffalo
2: chicken wrap I mean, occasional like i, I get a, a hankering for it but i, I don't like crave it oh
1: but. i crave that vinegary salty buffaloy hot yum
2: so it's a buffalo what now
1: it's ground chicken okay and oh, buffalo sauce and yeah. it's chili
2: so you really get all of that, and then and beans in the crock or in the instant pot or the crock pot, either one, amazing, life changing, literally.
1: And if you like, if you eat a lot of beans, instant, you have to have an instant pot. I yeah. don't know how you can live without one. I just because made them you last can night, or go in forty five minutes, literally from beginning to end, from hard bean to soft
2: bean. I was at the gym. I texted Jamie. Hit the Instant Pot. By the time I got home, we had beans and we had soup for dinner. Yeah. As if they'd been soaking for two days.
1: Yes. And it's just kind of crazy how that works. Crockpot beans are great, too. Just soaking them overnight and well, then...
2: And then they get nice and kind of melty. Like, mm-hmm. there's something, again, in the crock-pot that just does to beans, like, some, you know, magic.
1: It is magic. And you don't have as much of the sticking. When, you, when I cook beans on the stovetop, or even sometimes if I'm doing chilies, I tend to do it too hot. And then I get that bur- burnt part on the bottom sure. that can, if you scrape it up too much, it can end up flavoring your whole chili. Um, I did, uh, and this, I know you like cabbage.
2: Oh, God. I did a crock pot red cabbage. I just bought red a cabbage. giant cabbage. It's like as big as two heads. Love it. At the farmer's market.
1: So cabbage, if you do red cabbage with like apples and onions and caraway seeds, you yeah. can make like a savory cabbage. And people don't know. You can freeze, because of course I freeze everything, like portions. So you can have like a cup and a half with two people. So I have that frozen. So when we make like pork chops or a pork loin or you whatever, just I just pull it out. Yeah. It's so easy. So we always have it. Because I find, and you know, I'm a great like depression mom yeah. Even though there's never been a depression yeah, in my lifetime, but we all you would came think that if you opened who... <laughs> my doors of my refrigerator, because I've got like literally sourdough discard that I'm going to use for pancakes that I'm going to make next year. You know, I, it's like a science experiment yeah. in my house. But all of these things, like if you have handy food available and there's nothing handier than the Instant Pot or the Crock-Pot, do you cook with coconut milk?
2: I, I do. I in fact, I have a case of coconut milk in my pantry downstairs that I just go to, and it's a perfect like weeknight thing. Like, yes, curry. Oh, I don't have anything. I'm going to whip up a quick curry. Yeah, throw in some paste, or if you do a spice blend that you've got sitting in the shelf. Completely. Again, if you do a little bit of work ahead of time, then you can come home on a Wednesday, just open up a can of coconut milk, and you know, throw in some beans or whatever in the instant pot, and you got a meal.
1: Chickpeas are great in oh, a coconut curry yes. chicken. I have a recipe for an instant pot uh, red lentils. Okay. Can you eat lentils? Some oh, people, yeah. like, lentils are a little too much for them. Really? Oh, I have a friend. And every time, she's come over for dinner, like, a lot. And she still talks about the times I've made lentils. It's happened twice. Uh-oh. And she's never <laughs> forgotten it.
2: She gets real...
1: She gets real active. Let's okay. just say that. Okay. Just with the lentil situation. She's like, I don't know. But every no, time I'm I come to am all about it. Lentils, they just lentils. kind
2: of melt and turn into this yes. thick, just... oh,
1: And... Like, whatever you've made in your Instant Pot, if you want to, like, heat it up and you can, like, siphon off some of the liquid, it can wrap in a burrito or you can make a bowl. Yeah. It's it's I'll do that a lot of times. I'll
2: strain out the liquid, put back whatever it is that, you know, the veggies or whatever, and then kind of just cook it down and add a little bit more of the broth because, you know, you can saute on the Instant Pot. I mean, again, it'll... Yes, I know. We could just go on for hours.
1: Okay, how about... This is a good tip. Okay. Crock pot apple crisp. Okay. Ooh. So in, in this recipe, you make crushed up ginger snap cookies.
2: I saw this. You just posted this. Yes. Yeah.
1: And you can add oats. The recipe has oats or walnuts or pecans. And then you pour a bunch of buttery sugar over it. Yeah. And then you put it in your crock pot. Now, if you aren't eating oats, you could just do the cookies if you want more cookies, you can do more cookies. It's kind of a personal thing.
2: And so you put that all on top right yeah, away and so just let it so that becomes
1: go. the the topping. The crusty crust. But it's real easy to just crusty crust your ginger snaps.
2: Yeah. Oh, and God, ginger I snaps, amazing.
1: I mean, they're not that bad for you. There's not a lot no, in it. No, I mean,
2: just snap. get a good brand, you know, a brand that you like that doesn't have, you know, too many weird things in it. Or get those Biscoff cookies. Oh, yes. In-flight snacks from Those Delta. are my favorite in-flight snacks. That'll change your life.
1: Do you eat pumpkin soup?
2: I do. In fact, I was looking at the the um, squash at the farmers market. I don't like pumpkin, pumpkin, but I'll do. You know those? I don't even know what they're called because you know there's like a hundred different kinds of yep. uh, squash. But they almost look like a tiny. I think it's a kabocha, like the Japanese yeah, it is. pumpkin. Yes, that of. looks
1: like a little hat.
2: Yeah, yeah. And there's like a red one. There's like a orangey red one that's kind of pumpkin looking. Yes. That's also super good. It's a little sweet. I like um, firmer squashes. Yes. Like, I don't like the wet ones like spaghetti squash. Not a, not a huge fan.
1: Yeah. And I like to have that if I'm dieting. But other than that, it's yeah, not yeah. like you're going to eat that for fun, are you? No. Um, here's a tip. Buying just canned pumpkin puree. Okay. You just put that in your Instant Pot with some coconut milk, a little oh. ginger, a little warm and seasoning. And you got soup. And you have soup so fast. And there's nothing in that pumpkin puree. Now, do not confuse it with the pumpkin spice puree oh, that you sure. use for a pumpkin pie, because that has all the spices already in it that are sweet, not necessarily so savory. Yeah. But if you like a quick, really quick meal, if you like pumpkin soup, so easy to make it in your Instant Pot. Oh you God, just but, literally you empty throw some out the can. Some yep. chicken
2: broth or something. You don't
1: have to use cream. No. You yeah. yes, and you're just kind of flavoring it with maybe a little brown butter, maybe a little sage, yeah, maybe a little ginger. Fry up some sage and yes. butter on the. T- okay, and here's the other pro move: uh, fried shallots. So, cut up like three shallots. Fry those on the saute setting of your instant pot. Yep. And get them all like. Lo, 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 lo. <laughs> and and then, that's a technical term. When it's all like crispy and delicious, pour them out onto a piece of um, paper towel and just let them sit out there and now you do your pumpkin soup and you've got that butter in there yeah but i just said that like probably in the butter Butter. so you make your soup and then you just hit it with your crispy shallots
2: you know what i did last night because i had leftover bean soup Is i took some old sourdough bread because like you i'm a weird hoarder in the freezer Yes. and i take portions of old stale sourdough cubit vacuum seal it stick it in the freezer i took some out and i fried it up uh, with butter and olive oil on the yeah. skillet and put that on top of the soup and then it's just like crispy and
1: yum now that also that little situation you just described yeah have you ever roasted a chicken on all of that no you legit roast the chicken right on top of those
2: cubes so you put your oh cubes God, in a probably roasting pan it just can. gets like uh, absorbs all it that chickeny goodness schmaltz of yeah. the
1: chickeny that's what they call the chickeny fatty it yeah. gets full of that and then you use that like just as like a side kind of, or you can save it and use it. That's in soups amazing. Or-
2: and it would it because I roast two chickens on Sunday always, and that's what we have for See, Sunday dinner. You're so good. Because then you get the bones for the bone broth. It's a yes. long. It's it's a whole system. But I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna try that because I do have extra br- um, uh, uh, cubes bread cubes because every single time at the end of the meal, Jamie goes to the pan and starts shoveling off the we call it like chicken chips yep because it forms that like crispy Yum. fatty yes you know but to put it right in the bread chunks and yes then, it's very right. delicious I'm and then you that. can
1: like toss in mushrooms or Yum. a little sage Bradley, God, i'm
2: really hungry <laughs> i
1: know and we could just like do this forever all right one other instant recipe that i'm gonna quickly get to Cabbage rolls. Do you do those?
2: No. I, I've seen like I this is one I see a lot and I'm like, oh, it seems like a lot of time. No,
1: easy. Okay. So Savoy cabbage, which you're using to make kimchi that we're yep. gonna talk about a little bit later. Yep. You have the leaf, and you just uh grind uh or you just um saute up either hamburger or I don't know if you guys know this, fresh time has wild bison, wild boar, wild elk, ground beef, what? turkey, chicken. They have all of these I had no idea unusual healthier one right by the for station. you, leaner ground meats. Yes, yeah. that's exactly. And they're like, you can get like wild boar for $11 in a one pound. Oh
2: my God. That is
1: really healthy for you. All of these really lean yeah. meats.
2: Well, and it's just fun to shake it up every once in a that's while. That's right.
1: So you would saute that Add a little. You can use rice, cauliflower, rice, whatever. A few vegetables. Roll all this up in your cabbage roll. Put it in your Instant Pot. Put some tomato sauce over it. Okay. Set your pot. I got a recipe for this. Okay. All and right. then you have a cabbage roll. And it's easy.
2: Oh, my God. that would! And I bet those would freeze really well, too, they if you do. didn't put the sauce on them. And maybe just pull them out. Or you could, I guess, You need them. a little
1: water or a little sauce to cook it, because you want to soften that cabbage, okay. and you want to cook the meat. Okay. But, yes, you can take them out and then have it in a little bed of tomato sauce. Yeah. And that could be lunch oh
2: god that you know, would make a good like
1: a good station lunch because it's not going to stink it's not going to be like well, your. i don't know sadly. i'm going to get
2: i'm going to get grief no matter what i cook every time i microwave my food people are like what are you eating
1: it's because nobody eats real food. real food yeah exactly and it smells
2: it's, it has smell
1: it is all right we are at uh southern lights it's getting kind of wild people are coming for the silent auction All proceeds go to American Cancer Society, Making Strides for Breast Cancer. Lots of cool auction items here. All right, we're going to go ahead. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to do the Ask Stephanie portion of the show, 651-641-1071. Our producer is back at the station. She will get your calls. You can ask Bradley questions about anything you've seen him making on the gram. Ask me. We can talk about breast cancer. We can talk about whatever you guys want because it is the weekly edition. We're here for you. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Southern Lights, where we are live broadcasting for the Weekly Dish in support of Making Strides for Breast Cancer. Again, we have a silent auction here, so you can just come by. You can walk through the little tent, see if you got any lighting needs. Then you can walk in there. I have a cookbook here that's signed. I have a special limited edition Stephanie's Dish Apron, the orange one I wear on The Jason Show. I have one here that is going up for auction. Ooh. And there are lights and there are home decor, there are restaurant certificates, all kinds of fun stuff.
2: I love your apron and don't you just love like a real apron?
1: Oh yes.
2: I finally pandemic I bought like splurge. I feel like I would like to
1: buy you aprons. I like vintage aprons that you'd
2: look very good in. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Just the apron.
1: Just the apron. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of fun too, actually. I'm not gonna say it's not. Uh, all right. So we are um, live out at Southern Lights. This is the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. Our producer, I think it's Lexi. Lexi, are you back at the station? Yep, that's me. Oh, thank you. It's. I mean, I've been gone for a couple weeks, Lexi, and I think <laughs> you were gone for a couple weeks before that. So yeah. it's all of us will be back together in studio again next week. Also, I just got an email that there are still tickets left for the cookbook swap. Mm-hmm. Again, it's at Malcolm Yard, so we've got a lot of room there. And you should join us. You should bring friends. You should share the news. I actually texted last year. It was around Halloween time, and we had a couple that came as Princess Leia, and um, uh, he came as it, the the clown, oh my the scary god. clown. Oh my god! They were the they were the greatest dressed, but he was seriously he looked just like Pennywise. He was so scary. Okay,
2: that's too much. And I, I could I,
1: hardly like talk to him because be it like, freaked me out. Not yeah, look at him. <laughs> so they won. Uh, uh, two tickets to a dinner that I have at the Lexington in the fall and we're going to be auctioning off two more tickets to that dinner this fall and I texted them yesterday and just said hey do you have your cookbook swap tickets and they were like who is this <laughs> I was like it's you're like Stephanie. you don't have me in your I was like it's Stephanie's dish and then I thought they're probably not going to believe me. So then I sent yeah. a picture
2: like, of me. <laughs> which and, isn't creepy at all. she goes, hi.
1: That's exactly it. She goes, well, of course it's you. Look at all the canned stuff in the background. Because I was in my office and I've got like chow chow oh. and pickles oh, and God. tomato sauce all in my mason jars behind me. Because I, of course, run out of actual storage room in yep, the kitchen. Yep. You have to store extra food in my your office is pantry
2: being taken over completely but I, I wish it was on the ground level so i didn't have to like do stairs
1: yes now let's just we've got a couple of questions here all right carrie has a question about thanksgiving food uh carrie i don't know it seems a little early to be talking about thanksgiving
0: mm. but uh what can we help you with are you making your plans Hello. yeah I'm, I'm just stressed so it's my first um, I'm hosting Thanksgiving for the first time for a group of 18 people. I've done it oh. for six people, which is oh a big difference. I understand um, why you're stressed. That's a lot. <laughs> so I'm planning ahead. I'm a pre-planner. Yes. I was looking around. The turkey stresses me out the most. I'm good with stuffing. I'm good with potatoes. I'm good with all those other things. The turkey, I have brined it before and done that and it, the, to the smaller degree, and it was fine. But I am willing to pay for convenience. And I didn't know, I've been looking a little bit to see if there's options of getting um, like a turkey pre primed oven ready um, that I would be able to get on the, maybe the night before and throw in the fridge. Yeah. Um, okay, Carrie, locally. Yeah. So let's just talk for a second. Okay.
1: <laughs> I'm going to allay a little bit of your anxiety, I think, because literally the turkey is the easiest part of your meal. So that you've got those other things mastered, you're in a really good position. And how about we just don't brine your turkey? Okay. What would happen if we didn't brine it? You know what would happen? Nothing. Nothing. Turkey is generally just a very dry meat. Mm -hmm. If the brining is going to give you a little crispier skin, but for the amount of like work and anxiety and size for 18 people, I just don't Mm -hmm. think it's worth it okay so what i would do is i would are you going to cook your turkey in the oven are you going to do it on a grill have you thought about how you're going to do it i'm going to do it in the oven okay so for me if i was cooking for 18 people okay. i would get mm-hmm. the biggest turkey i can and i would prepare mm-hmm. that in a, the general manner that you would for the turkey i would Make sure it was thawed, number one. I would mm-hmm. rub it with butter and salt and pepper and some herbs. I would make sure I get all that goodness up under the skin. I would get around mm-hmm. those legs. So I would have that roasting turkey. I would also buy two breasts. Just okay. breasts oh, sure. on the bone. Yeah, And I would cook those alongside my turkey. Now you're going to cook those less time obviously because you don't have all of the turkey to deal with you've just got the breast but you're going to put the exact same ingredients the exact same stuff then when it's cooked you can easily like lift it off of that bone so you've got the the bones to use for other things you've also Uh got the flavor of the bones (coughs) excuse me you've got the flavor in the breast and then you can just Mm -hmm. slice that breast And so you'll have a lot of extra meat. Okay. That sounds like a great idea. And this is what I would do. And you just put a little, you could actually put those breasts on top of dressing if you wanted to. Mm. Or you could just cook them with a little bit of broth so that you've got a little bit of moisture for them. I'm telling you, this is going to make your whole day easier. Because you've got all the
0: other hard stuff mastered. Are you going to do gravy? Yes, I'll do gravy. That, uh, I don't have that mastered, but whatever. It's my family. They're not that picky. Yeah, so have <laughs> always uh, had lumpy gravy.
1: Okay, <laughs> lumpy so gravy is good. So the way you keep your gravy yeah. from being lumpy is you make your slurry with your flour yeah. and your water and you make all of that ahead. So it has a little bit okay. of time to set up and that way you mm-hmm. won't have to worry about the lumps okay because what people do is they just throw flour into their fat yeah. and then so you yeah. try to control that a little bit by making the slurry in advance and you will never have lumpy gravy again also okay. small tip Wondra flour
2: is oh. way less Wondra. lumpy
1: gravy producing okay okay God, you... okay is it is, is the hey. section over we're already done yeah Harry, you. there you go One great question <laughs> please send me pictures of your Thanksgiving I really want to see what you end up doing
2: Say, make room for 20 right. we'll be there. yes
1: We are going to take, we have one more question. We'll get it on the other side of the break. We're at Southern Lights. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Weekly Dish.